How's it going there, wrestling fans? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk Podcast. This is your host, as always, Tony Mango, and as I mentioned before, this is a week where I really kind of wanted to keep things a little bit more relaxed, kind of not focus on a whole lot of different stuff. My throat is killing me. I don't know if I've got some kind of allergic reaction to something, or if, uh, I don't know, I'm dying or something. <laughs> Maybe it's just doing too many goddamn podcasts in a row or whatever, but something weird's going on. So, um, better week than ever to just sort of keep things very blah, I guess you could say. Um, not going to be a big thing this week for our main event. This, if you can't tell already by what it's labeled as, is going to be the breakdown of what happened in our Smark Madness tournament that just ended. Uh, I'm actually going to click to end it in the middle of uh, saying this kind of stuff, but uh, I wanted to do something that wasn't going to be a big, big breakdown of something because we know that next week is going to be the Superstar Shake-Up and we're going to have a lot of different stuff to talk about with that. We got to get into the mailbag either next week or the week after that, probably the week after that. We've got payback coming up and backlash, and then they added NXT TakeOver, and I've got so many different things on my plate, and after doing everything with WrestleMania week and all that, I kind of needed a break. So this is going to be a pretty quick main event. Sorry for those who wanted something a little bit more intricate or whatever, but this is the best thing that I can do to give to you guys at least something instead of just taking the week off. I didn't really want to do that. I wanted to, but I, I also didn't want to. So I figured, why not do a breakdown of what happened with the uh, Smart Madness tournament? If you don't know what it was, this is the first time that we've ever ever uh, done it. If you know what March Madness is, then you should basically know what Smart Madness is. It's a pun play off of that, and of course, Smart being Smart Out moment, and me being my pun self. I thought of just doing the pun before I thought of what to actually do. And I put the poll out on the Mega Maniacs of what would you guys like to see be the subject matter of it. And what you guys decided was the best finisher of all time. And it was something that we had been talking about doing some kind of a tournament in the past to do something like that. And, um, you know, why not take care of it now? Uh, in the future, the Smart Madness tournament is going to continue to operate like that. I don't think I'm going to have, like, one set standard you know, who's the best person on the roster or who uh, are, I don't know, the best tag teams on the roster, whatever like that. It's not going to be like every year it's going to be the same thing. Next year, we're not going to do best finisher. It's always going to be up to you guys to pick for however long in the future we get to do this kind of stuff. We already have our one tournament per year that's standard of what it is, which is the Sexiest Superstars Tournament. That'll be coming up, I don't know, pretty soon. Um... A little bit after this one, I mean, we're not going to jump right from one tournament into another one, but we're going to be doing that in the summer at some point. So maybe May, like the end of May, I'll start that up. Maybe even June. Sort of also depends on when they're going to do the women's tournament in WWE because I don't want to have them really overlap all that much. And I really kind of want to do the Sexiest Superstars tournament before the women's tournament because I don't want to have to add those women into the mix too because then that's even more confusing and it's more time and yeah, it's a whole big process. But I like a 32 seed tournament and we have more than 32 finishers. So the process of how to break down which finishers got into it were essentially I took about, I think it was 14, even though it could have been 16, but I think it was 14 that I thought were guarantees. 
We have like the sweet chin music, the power bomb, the figure four, the sharpshooter, etc., etc. Ones that I knew that everybody would kind of consider to be among the top finishers of all time. But then I asked you guys for suggestions of what the other ones would be. And then I put up another poll, lots of different polls on this, where you guys could vote on which ones you think should be included into the tournament. We came up with our list of the 32 ones. And, of course, all the information of, like, the breakdown of every single match and all that you can find on SmartCatMoment.com because we have the polls and we have the analytics of all the matches and all the votes and everything that breaks down like that. I'm not going to read all that stuff out. First off, I don't really want to. Second, I don't think that you want to listen to me do that other kind of stuff because it's not as efficient as actually you checking it out. And third, uh, you know, it's just a time thing. (laughs) Uh, What I do want to talk about, though, are some highlights of what the tournament was. Uh, In general, we didn't get the same amount of responses as we usually do with the women's tournament and the men's tournament and different things like that. And I wasn't really expecting that. But we did get a little bit more interaction than what we normally do with the other tournaments that we've done in the past, which those ones were pretty much just us talking and you guys giving your opinions without really the same amount of votes and stuff. This time around with uh, the Google forums and everything, I think this was a little bit more efficient. And uh, have a new layout when it comes to how to do the bracket. It's a lot easier for me to update. So even though it looks a little bit weird on the website, that's the best way. And we're going to be doing that going forward with the uh, women's tournament too because it saves me one hell of a lot of time actually. It's odd how just the graphic itself for the bracket ends up taking a lot of time when I'm doing those uh, sexy superstars tournament things. So I'm trying to make everything as efficient as possible because the most efficient things that I can do, the more content that we can do, the more fun we can have. So that's why we're doing this Mark Madness tournament, which was even though it was during the month where it's all WrestleMania and NXT TakeOver and stuff, it really didn't take a whole lot of effort for me to to be able to do this. So uh, I think going forward, we're going to continue to do that. But our list of our 32 were broken down into a somewhat randomized uh, seed some of it was leaning a little bit more towards, all right, if this one had almost no votes and it just barely made the mix, I know that that's going to be a sacrificial lamb, so I'm going to add that into... I basically had three uh, tiers of different things. It was the guarantees, the middle range ones, and then the ones that I didn't think were going to do all that well. And I kind of mixed them up, did a random uh, randomization thing, a random number generator sort of uh, website plug, and all, you know, factored in the way that it was, and that's what gave us our matches. So round one went through with the most amount of votes, and the biggest shocks that came from that actually were the biggest shocks of the entire tournament as far as I'm concerned. We had a lot of things that were making me go, oh, wow, okay, that's a little bit weird. Um, One thing in particular was Sweet Chin Music and the F5. I assumed that that was going to be a blowout. I thought Speech and Music was almost a guarantee to be in the finals, if not to be the winning uh, finisher. It didn't. Uh, It struggled against the F5. In fact, it only won by, I think it was five votes. Yeah, five votes separated the super kick from the F5. If that would have been knocked out in the first round, that would have been a huge shocker to me. Now, maybe it was just a matter of F5 is popular because of Brock Lesnar, and if you actually analyze the moves in particular a little bit differently, you'd think different. I personally look at these kind of things, and I try to take out my personal opinion about some of these things. Like, if I'm going to pick my what I think are the best finishers, something like, say, 
Ankle Lock versus Sister Abigail. I am not the biggest fan of either of them. So if you go with, do I like Bray Wyatt or do I like Kurt Angle or Ken Shamrock or um, Jack Swagger for the three people that did the Ankle Lock, it would be a different story. Ankle Lock would be a blowout because I like uh, Kurt Angle more than Bray Wyatt and I used to like Ken Shamrock more than Bray Wyatt. Jack Swagger is a different story. But I ended up going with the ankle lock on my own personal vote just because I think that it's a better move than Sister Abigail. Because Sister Abigail looks like it could hurt if he landed you on your head. But I don't know. It's missing a little bit of flair. And the ankle lock seems like it's just it's very basic. It's, you know, you pick up the guy, you twist his ankle until he submits. Kind of like how some of them are a little bit more basic and some of them are a little bit more crazy. And if you asked me... Say the sharpshooter versus the six one nine. That was a huge uh, shock to me. That one vote separated those two. That was actually the closest call between everything in the entire tournament. Did not expect to see that be that close of a of a match. I thought that the six one nine. It's fun and it's a little bit flashy, but it, the sharpshooter is like, come on, man! It's the sharpshooter of all things. That could have been another one that could have been a potential finalist and. It struggled. So uh, I voted my one time. That's the one vote, I guess you can call it, that boosted it 43 to 42 for that one. But that's not me voting because I like Bret Hart more than Rey Mysterio. That's voting because I like the sharpshooter more than the 619. And I'm very curious to see if people voted based off of who they liked better rather than if they liked the finishers better. Because you can never really tell how that breaks down. Sometimes it happens with the Sexiest Superstars Tournament too. People are like, oh, that guy sucks in the ring. I'm not going to vote for him. Yeah, but is he better looking? Oh, that that woman is terrible on promos. Yeah, but is she sexier? That's how it should be breaking down. You can't control how people vote, though. Uh, we had some close calls for some different things in round one. We had the... Uh, where was it on here? I'm trying to look at... Uh, I'm losing track of my things here. The Shooting Star Press... Losing to the end of days. That was a shock for me. That was a 56.5 to a 43.5 vote. I assumed Shooting Star Press was a guarantee there. And the end of days actually went pretty damn far. I assumed a first round knockout. Especially when I saw that it matched up with the Shooting Star Press. I mean, if it would have been end of days versus, say... Uh, what else do we have on this list that maybe it could have been beaten? Uh, it could have beaten the Camel Clutch, maybe. It could have beaten the Atomic Leg Drop. Atomic Leg Drop, by the way, really shitty uh, blowout when it came to that. That was the biggest blowout, I think, when I'm looking at this list here. The Spear beat it 97.6% of the vote over the Atomic Leg Drop. So if you would have had End of Days versus Atomic Leg Drop, yeah, I would have gone with that. End of Days lasted all the way up until I think the Stone Cold Stunner was the one that knocked it out. Yeah, it is. In round four, the semifinals. If you would have asked me ahead of time, what do I think that the round four finalists would have been? Three of them are in the fi- uh, the semifinals. And the End of Days is the offshoot. I assumed, uh, looking at this list here, the way that the bracket kind of pulled out, I was thinking we'd get well, the, the semifinals ended up breaking down to the RKO, the Sweet Chin Music, which those made sense to me, and the Stone Cold Stunner, which made sense to me too, although that had the Tombstone in the way, which I thought maybe that could have taken it out, maybe the Spear, maybe the Pedigree, but I figured Stone Cold Stunner. And on the other side, Figure 4 and Powerbomb, those two are like, man, 
those are better than End of Days in my book. I thought Powerbomb was going to get it. Uh, nope. End of Days lasted until the final four. And the final four ended up breaking down, and we got our finalists, which were the RKO beating the Sweet Chin Music and the Stone Cold Stunner upsetting the uh, the rookie, I guess you can kind of call it, which was the end of days. And uh, I was uh, real shocked about that. I mean, the, now we have our finalists being the RKO and the Stone Cold Stunner are effectively the same move. So you guys must really, really like those cutter type of things, whether somebody's jumping up or if they're kicking them in the stomach beforehand, if it comes out of nowhere, or if it's just always preceded by middle fingers and a kick, seems like that's what you're going for. So I'm, uh, I'm both surprised and not surprised because it does make sense. If you really like the one, you should really like the other one. I just kind of thought that maybe the sweet chin music would have the edge over the RKO and it would be sweet chin music against the stunner, but it wasn't. And right now I'm going to switch over to the round five finals and I'm going to cut off the responses. All right. No more votes anymore as of 1123 PM on the 6th of April and your winner with a score of 67.2% of the votes, 43 to 21, as far as the individual votes go, the RKO is your choice for the best finisher of all time in professional wrestling. Beating out the Stone Cold Stunner. I thought it was going to go to the Stunner, actually. And that's where my vote went to. Because I figured, even though the RKO has a little bit flashier of, you know, how I can pull it out out of nowhere and whatever, Stunner has a little bit more credibility to it. And it... Not that it came first, because it kind of didn't really, but it's got that kind of nostalgia to me a little bit more so than the RKO, because we're also talking that this isn't necessarily the diamond cutter, although it is essentially, I mean, it's the same move, but the RKO to me, a lot of the time when Randy Orton does it, it doesn't look like it would really hurt anybody but Randy Orton. You know, when he does it on a table, how is that supposed to hurt somebody else? He's the one that's jumping on the table. Stunner, he never really had that problem. He always used to just do the stunner, and that was it. So maybe the flashiness is where the RKO gets the edge. Maybe it's because Randy Orton is prominent right now. He is the WWE champion at the time. Maybe a lot of people are voting in that way. Maybe you know, some people just like the whole idea that, you know, we've had, say, the uh, Airborne go into it, and we've had the Curb Stomp go into it recently, there was that whole thing with AJ Styles where he was teasing that the Phenomenal Forearm would go into it, that kind of thing. Maybe that's what took uh, its edge over the stunner. I'm not really sure. But since you guys had voted for that, I want to know why you voted for the RKO over the stunner. Or if you didn't, why didn't you vote for the stunner and whatever like that. And the same when it comes to anything else with this tournament. Give me your idea of what happened. You know, Did you like how this played out? Do you think that there should have been some other finishers that were in the mix that weren't? What were your biggest upsets? What do you think were closer calls than you expected it to be? The biggest landslide victories? Was that a real shock to you? Whatever your opinions were about that kind of stuff, I want to know what you think about these finishers and the tournament as a whole because now that we've got the idea of the Smart Madness tournament, 
I like that we're kind of continuing this idea in the in the future with some different ideas. Maybe we get, say, next year, what's your best entrance music? Or maybe we do a tournament of the best villains in uh, pro wrestling history. Or maybe we do the best foreign objects or something like that. I'd like to go a little bit crazier with it next year, but still kind of keep it, you know, where we're not saying, like, the top, 30, uh, 32 promos of all time, and we got to do a whole bunch of research and stuff. Now, maybe do something. I actually, now that I'm saying that out loud, I kind of like the idea of the best foreign weapons, foreign objects. Maybe I'm going to put that in my notes and whatever. But if you have any suggestions, go ahead and drop them in the comments below as well. And um, yeah, tell me what you guys think. So that is your 2017 Smark Madness tournament. I hope you had some fun with it along the way. And if you are itching for the next tournament, Ramming up soon is going to be that sexy superstars tournament, so uh, stay tuned for that kind of stuff. Next week, as far as our main events for Smack Talk, I mean, obviously we're going to have our hot tags and our Ask Him and all the other kind of content like that, but I'm not positive what I'm going to be doing for how we're going to break down the superstar shakedown because if we do the hot tags after SmackDown and Raw, maybe we'll just incorporate it into that. Maybe we'll do some kind of like a top rope list of the best moves. Maybe we'll just analyze all the moves on Friday or Wednesday or whatever. I still do want to get the people that are on the website side of things that haven't been a part of the Smack Talk podcast. I still want to get those guys and girls involved. Maybe bring them in for like a Smack Talk scramble where we just kind of get to know them a little bit better and talk about some random topics and shoot the shit for a little bit. Or maybe something big's going to happen and we're going to have to do a call the spot or a belt or bury or whatever. You know, I mean, we'll see play it by ear where it comes with. But if you want to know when that kind of stuff happens, then you should subscribe to the website's RSS feed or follow the Facebook and Twitter accounts. Or obviously, no matter what, you should be subscribing to the YouTube channel. And if you hit that thumbs up button, that'll help out quite a bit. Check out the stuff that's in the IWC Outreach for more information of what you can do to help grow the channel in the future and other ways that you can get involved with different things like the Mega Maniacs or the Sign Me Up or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm not going to repeat myself. I do that every fucking week on that thing. And uh, I guess that's going to do us then for this episode, everybody. So thanks for listening. Thanks for following us throughout all this WrestleMania week coverage and all the other kind of insanity that's been happening. And we'll see you next time. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And I'm being counted out. Ah!